Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, and welcome to the best and worst of 2020, a year that will live in the dumpster fire of history. <laughs> um, yeah. But that doesn't mean the movies have to. So here we are. Uh, here we are trying with our, as we did last year with our best and worst list, we return <coughs> with our best, worst, and honorable mentions. For good, not for evil, I don't think. I don't know. We'll find out. My friend, would you like to go first? All right. So I'll start with my worst movies or least favorite movies. There we go. We can just go with that one, least favorite. Because, you know, 2020 was a weird year. Yep. But I did make sure I focused on movies that were actually released in 2020. Released in 2020. That's the only rule yeah. we have for this. <laughs> yeah. So, number 10, I got Welcome to Sudden Death. There's the movie with uh, Michael J. White where he takes his kids to school. I mean, not to school, takes them to his job as a security guard at a basketball stadium during a game. And it gets overtaken by these terrorists. Basically, they had like political reasons behind there or something. I, I barely remember the movie, but Michael <laughs> J. White. The best. Or the best. It, it, I guess it kind of it was a remake or a sequel to Sudden Death with Jean-Claude Van Damme, but not, not nearly mm. as good. <laughs> so yeah, it's in the universe. Just it's a basketball game instead of hockey. Um, uh, but moving on, number nine, 365 Days, which was a Netflix release about a guy who kidnaps a woman and has given her 365 days to fall in love with him. And yeah. I believe it is. And I believe it's if if she doesn't, then I guess he's going to let her go. But um, I'm not sure. I, that's the, the premise about it. I think I had a lot of people upset because of the subject matter because he's basically assaulting her in a few scenes and you know like you're kidnapping somebody how do you expect them to fall in love with you <laughs> you know right um but you know stockholm syndrome it does eventually happen to a certain degree but um it was it was number one on netflix for a while but i think it, that's one of those movies that took advantage of it being the quarantine time so it was like early march april Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so a lot of folks are on Netflix watching movies. Um, <clears throat> but then number eight, the not the Fast and Furious, but the Fast and Fierce oh, Death Race. Yes. <laughs> this uh-huh. one, I believe, yeah, this is with DMX in it. Even DMX being in it couldn't save it. Um, the car, car races, you could tell they weren't going fast. Uh, a lot of green screen. The acting was terrible, and just the main plot and story was just horrible. But it was one of those horribly bad, entertaining movies where it's bad, but you can, if you have a group of people, it's one of those um, movies that you just talk bad about. Oh, yeah. Straight up. 
a riff. Um, that's the word I was looking for. It's a riff movie for sure. Uh, number seven, The Tax Collector, uh, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> this was just basically a day in the life of two guys making sure all the money's right while one of them's dad's in jail. So he's trying to make sure he maintains the business. But it's, it was just it was just kind of boring. And most of the action that was in it, it, it took place toward the end. And it was probably like 10 minutes, maybe, at the most. And the rest of it was just blah. Not great at all. Um, number six, Fatal Affair with Neil Long and Omar Epps. This is the one where they both kind of phoned in their performances. And you can tell watching it, it's like they, they're they basically telling us they don't want to do it. But instead of saying no to it. But Neil Long actually produced this, so she had a lot more say in to the direction of this. So yeah. she dropped the ball, <laughs> unfortunately. But uh, it's another movie that could be a good riff movie. Because just some of the things that happen are just ridiculous and over the top. And not really believable. <laughs> Um, but there's entertainment there, but not for what they wanted. Right. Um, my number five, Fantasy Island. Oh shit! I forgot that came out this year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's it's it's. Uh. I watched the movie, then I went back and watched the old episode of the original Fantasy Island show, and. I don't know what they were trying to do with the movie. It just, it just wasn't... It's not Fantasy Island. Yeah. It's like an Elseworld version of this that doesn't really exist. <laughs> um, tattoo gets the name Tattoo because of an actual tattoo. Yeah. And I'm just like, all right. That's just way too writing, as Deadpool would say. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. And <clears throat> number four, A Fall from Grace from Tyler Perry. I was actually, I mean, it probably could have went higher, but considering my other movies, yeah. <laughs> uh, this one was another riff movie. The highlight of this movie was seeing the old guy in the background eating invisible food on his fork, drinking <laughs> invisible water, looking into the camera, <laughs> where they're supposed to just just be in the background, not drawing attention to himself, but very much doing that. Um, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, bad hair. Um, writing. You know, it's like Tyler Perry put out that video saying that his work ethic, he's putting out multiple scripts by himself. He doesn't have a writing team. This is an example. You need a writing <laughs> team. And stop shooting your movies within a week, two days. I think it's like four days they shot this. Which you know, okay, if it was like you or me shooting a movie in four days, and this is what yeah. we come out with, cool. But you got your own studio, you got basically your own city. You can take yeah. your time with your movies. You got all this money, you can take your time and make them good. Just make them good. That's it. That that's it. Um, uh, number three. Doolittle. Yeah. That was... I don't remember that movie. I just know Robert Downey Jr. is in it. I know there's a part where he puts his hand up a dragon's butt. It was a dragon, part. right? Yep. Yeah, yep. and that yep. long, that, that extended part. Yeah. 
<laughs> and that's that's it. I don't think I should remember that. <laughs> that shouldn't be the only thing I remember, basically. I agree. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> number two. Eh, I might have should have put this lower because like a boss, it wasn't that bad. But you had um, Tiffany Haddish and ooh, Amanda Byrne. I might be getting the names wrong. They have good chemistry. This just was a bad movie to put them in. I think if we can put them, you know, have another movie for them that had better script and writing, you know, they're 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 a good acting duo to put together in a comedy. But um, my number one movie that never budged. <laughs> the only there's a movie I wanted to put on there, but it's from that from last year, so I couldn't. Son of a bitch, right? You're like this. <laughs> right. Now, if I'd watched it last year, it would have been my number one. But, of course, I didn't watch it till this year, so you know what movie that on is. You. That's on you for not being able to put Kevin <laughs> Yeah, I know. I with that. I almost didn't it's going on here anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, but, dude, I can make rules, too. <laughs> but it's the first movie that I watched this year that, I guess, kind of set the tone for how that year was going to go. But um, The Grudge. Remake. Oh, I was about to say bullshit. You didn't watch Arguments Fell. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just bad. Like I almost fell asleep. By the end of it, I was just like, I wish, wish I didn't watch it. Even though I had, I think I had, yeah, I had my Regal Unlimited. That was like, even with that, I, uh, it just nothing was ever worse than that. This they came out last year. Yeah. Because at least the other movies, I could find some entertainment in it. This one, I couldn't. <laughs> Um, I'd rather just watch the original Grudge. And I've never watched the Japanese version that the original came from. You won. So I'm, that, I still, it's still on my list to, to check that out. But um, they had like three or four different stories, different timelines, and they yeah. just didn't manage it right. Because there was times where I was just sitting there like, okay, where are we at? <laughs> I don't know what year we're in. <laughs> I have no idea. But there was like one segment segment where the lead actress, she was doing her detective work, and it kind of felt like yeah. a Resident Evil cutscene. And I was like, okay, that's cool, but it's just mess. Um, yeah, but that's my that was my number one least favorite for the year of 2020. <clears throat> and then I do have some, um, I guess, dishonorable mentions. Oh, you got dishonorable mentions. God, I, and, I had a hard time coming up with ten. So I, I got five. So. Okay. I wouldn't necessarily say these movies are necessarily terrible. They're more like disappointments. Gotcha. So, my number five is one we kind of we talked about today. Wonder Woman 1984. Okay. It's not saying it's a bad movie. It's just a disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, which we already discussed that on our previous episode. Yep. Um, number four is The Lodge. I barely I remember that. <laughs> I watched it twice because the first time I fell asleep on it. Well, I did too, but that's because I was trying to fall asleep and I just put it on. I just haven't gone <laughs> I back. To watch it. I think this one, along with my number three, it was the ending that kind of made it where it was disappointing because I didn't know what was happening. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't understand it. Uh, which takes me to number three, uh, the turning. <clears throat> 
I didn't like how that movie ended. Those kids were bad. And all the time I was thinking, like, like I'm not really on board with spanking our kids. It's like a last-ditch <laughs> effort. I'm like, these kids, if you just pop them a few, they just give like, them a good whooping. You'd be like Chris Rock. You'd be like Chris Rock, but I'll take the shit out of them. <laughs> right. Just, that's all they needed. They've been good. That's all they needed. Just shut up. That's all they needed. <laughs> um... And then number two is more, it's kind of like an ending as well, kind of ruined it for me. Uh, Antebellum. That ending, the way it ended, it just kind of just ruined it. <laughs> um, I, th- I felt like the acting was decent in it, the set pieces, the costume design was great. But it's just how it ended, it just was very, it just fell flat. <laughs> yeah. Because I started questioning, like, how long has these other people been there? You know, what, <clears throat> what tactics were you? used to kind of bring them down to be in this setting, considering yeah. it was taking place in modern time. But uh, right. the ending just kind of was just, pulled, just let the air out. Okay. Uh, and then my number one, <laughs> New Mutants. Yeah. New Mutants. Um, as long as it took for it to come out, it was at least better than Dark Phoenix, but still. Yeah. Should have been a TV series. Dude, yeah. <laughs> so much better. Yeah. One of our listeners actually put that on his best list. And I go, and I wasn't sure. And you know when people do that? When you're like, this movie's so trash. God, this is yeah. god awful. Yeah. There's going to be one person that's going to like it. And then you don't, and since it's on social media, you're like, we don't know if they're being a, you don't know if they're being a smartass about it or if they're being genuine with it. Yeah. Like, so like, so I was like, really? He's like, no, dude, I should really like how they what they did with it. I'm like, I said, okay, cool. I'm really, I just went, okay, cool. I'm glad you really enjoyed it because I am. I'm glad he enjoyed it because he yeah. found a lot more joy and a lot more, because I'm sure he's probably because he works in a comic book store. He found so found a lot more nuance in it and you know stuff that he's from stuff that he's read about it so you know they probably had a lot of different things in there from the comics that he thought was awesome and i didn't know about so therefore i'm just like this is just yeah i mean i I mean there were things that i liked in it it just wasn't enough for me to say it was a good movie yes uh (laughs) that holds some of its parts blah 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 yeah yeah Uh, let's see. Do you want to do your worst now? Let me go ahead and go to my best. No, no, go ahead and go to your best, man. We'll just knock yours out and then we'll go. <clears throat> All right. So my best or favorite movies of 2020. Number 10, which was the last movie I watched before quarantine hit, uh, The Hunt. Okay. Um, I still haven't watched I, it. I thought it was pretty good. It was. It's, it's kind of like Hungry Games for Adults. <laughs> Right. I guess that's how I can describe it. Um, I didn't really know what to expect because, you know, you had the trailers coming out. But you had that whole yeah. controversy say, oh, well, it's not coming out. And now it is coming um, So I, I was still curious whether or not the movie we got was how it was originally shot or did they go yeah. back and kind of clean it up. I don't know. Not sure. Probably won't ever know. Probably have to wait till 10 years from now <laughs> to figure that out. But I thought it was pretty decent. <clears throat> um Lucky Grandma. 
Yep. I did I did enjoy that movie. Um just great acting. I mean, what would you do if you found if a if a bag of money fell in your lap? I know, you right? Know? It's you wouldn't think it's attached. Point. Yeah, I mean well, you wouldn't think it's single single you know when you're older and you're single and like you have like you lost all your money from savings right yeah and then your fortune teller told you you're gonna have good luck so it's like yeah oh this is my luck turning back so yeah you wouldn't expect it to be linked to a game that would yeah but um yeah so good rick because i mean i i don't think I don't think I would have watched it any other time, but because yeah. of the podcast, I'm watching a lot of other movies that I would normally wouldn't watch. So it's definitely one of the yeah. movies that I'm glad I watched. I'm glad I would. Yeah, 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 good recommendation from me. Yeah, good recommendation. Few <laughs> and far between. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, <clears throat> then number eight, The Old Guard. Netflix with um, Charlize Theron. <clears throat> It's a cool little Netflix got their own little superhero movie going on. They might even have a universe started. We'll see yeah. how that goes. But it was very enjoyable. Also, I went back and watched Aquaman. You know the scene when they go to the desert and they're on the plane? Yeah. That plane just I just thought about the old guard where they're where they were fighting on the inside of the plane. It's like it looks just like that. I mean I know they all it's a similar plane, but I'm just like it just reminded me of that that scene. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, number seven, The Invisible Man. Oh yeah, really, really enjoyed that one. Um, it's what it would it's what could have been part of the Dark Universe for Universal, but was his own movie. Uh, Blumhouse put it out, and it was just one of those surprises because you're like, okay, it's The Invisible Man. What are they gonna do with it? <laughs> no idea. And they pulled it off. Yeah, Sm- small budget. It was very successful. Uh, my number six, Extraction. Yes. Chris Hemsworth. That's that's probably like one of the better action movies. Oh, that I've seen this year. Yeah. Of yeah. Um, yeah. If you haven't watched it, definitely check it out if you're into action. Yes. <clears throat> then um thanks to a lot of the Instagram videos that you shared, and yeah. you see that the direct, this is a director that gets his hands dirty, that gets inside yeah. the action, and that that makes a difference a lot. Yes. Um, number five, the uh, the devil all the time. <clears throat> and I think my my top five was mostly just like performance based, just how the performance were. You know, Tom Holland, you get to see him. Not as Spider-Man, but you get to see him in a completely different role. It's nothing like Peter Parker. So just showing he's got some range. <clears throat> and then even though it's a uh, small part, you got Robert Pattinson yep. in his role. And just you know, just showing you like, just one of the movies, you know, like, don't worry about him being Batman. Bruce Wayne will yeah. be all right. He'll be good. Um, the Five Bloods. Uh, one of the last movies for Chadwick Boseman, but the whole cast, you got <clears throat> Del Rolando, who had a great performance in this one. He's um, one of the worst this year. That's just yeah. He's got to. I mean, Chadwick's going to win. Chadwick Boseman yeah. will win some posthumous awards for sure. 
if not for yeah. this one, from Mont Rainey for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's probably one of the one of my favorite Spike Lee movies. Um, and then speaking of Ma Rainey's, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, that's my number three. Again, the performances, because um, you know Bozeman, he just really he put a lot in that in his in his scenes, like you know. At one moment, I was kind of thinking, like, is this just him, you know? I mean, I know this, this was script written. And yeah. He's, he's acting, but I just, it just felt like he was speaking through that role. Yeah. You know, because I had that scene where he was talking to God. I was like, that feels too real. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, yeah. Uh, and then number two, the... Mystery upon mysteries that I still haven't figured everything out with. Tenet, speaking <laughs> of performances, <laughs> but um, was talking to Don on yeah. uh, Friday, and so I told him to keep my movie, watch the behind the scenes, take your time with it. You know, don't you know you don't have to worry about late fees or anything. So take your exactly. time with it. That's so we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, because I was talking to him about it, I'm like. Yeah, he's probably gonna go to Redbox. So I was like, I'll bring it, save your money, because you're gonna be you're gonna need to watch it several times. <laughs> um, but yeah, this I'm still amazed how they put that together because shooting these scenes up to four times and having to be accurate each time so it's seamless. Telling you, man. I wish Edgar and script supervisor deserve all the awards. <laughs> yeah. For this movie, yes. Yes. Um, it's definitely worth the wait. It's, yeah. But um, <clears throat> my number one, I think I'm kind of cheating. <laughs> but um, I just put the whole Small Act series as my number one because oh, oh, that, that. that whole set, whole five set piece to that is just great performances, great history. Um, you know, Stephen Queen directed everything. Uh, you got John Boyega, Letitia Wright, <clears throat> a lot of actors that I, that I hadn't seen, some that you had seen in small roles in other movies. But it's just a good collection of like the longest movie is over two hours, and everything else is probably just over an hour. But, um, it's definitely worth checking out on Prime Video. Um, honorable mentions. There we go. I got five of those. Okay. Uh, these are movies that I guess, like my dishonorable mentions, those were movies that disappointed. These are kind of movies that surprised. Gotcha. That I, you know. So number five was another recommend recommended movie from you, Palm Springs. Yep. I enjoyed that because it just reminded me of Groundhog Day. I know you don't like that movie, but um, enjoyed this one. But Palm Springs, and just like with um, oh, Edge of Tomorrow, where they also used the Groundhog Day premise, um, it was just good. It was fun. Uh, I laughed a lot, and it's just it's a good feeling, good good time movie. <clears throat> um, my number four, I did have um, Peninsula on it, which is still a good movie. I liked it. But when I went back and watched The Good Liar, 
that was a movie that I wasn't expecting to really like because it was a small. It was a yeah. it's a slower movie. It's more performance based. There's no explosions. Yeah. You know, relying on the actor's talent to really put get the story out there to you. And so, for that reason, that's why I put it on my honorable mention. Mm-hmm. It was good rewatching it too. Um, number three. Um, I put it on here. I miss honorable mention, <clears throat> but um. I'm, from one of our former guests, uh, the sleepover. There you go. I really enjoyed it. wasn't expecting because you know it's, it's it did kind of remind me of Adventures in Babysitting, but it it just, it just surprised me. You know, yeah. I didn't know what to really expect from it, and it was a good time. Um, the kids, really good acting from you know because it's hard to get a lot from kids, and yeah. so if you you know if you're having to deal with directing them and you can get good performances out of them and they're not annoying success <laughs> well and you know like Trish said you know trying to get trying to work out yeah. when you could shoot at night with yeah. kids difficult Schedule. so you figure just trying to just trying to get the most out of them in a short amount of time yeah takes a yeah. lot she succeeded yep. <clears throat> um bad boys for life I was really. I was I was expecting it to be a. No, even though I watched, I read some interviews where Will Smith was saying that, you know, he didn't want to do it unless it was going to be good. He didn't want to do it just like a for money, like a yeah, money yeah. grab or. So. Wow. And they, right, and you know they kind of worked in. You know, Will Smith still looks like he did when the first movie came out. Yeah. Martin looks a little different, you know. He's a little older, yeah. But they, they worked it into the story, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but they already work it in the story, because I mean, really, when you think about it, in Bad Boys, Martin's character was just more like from the first movie, he was like gung ho. But the second movie he's kind of taking a step back, and then the third one is even more yeah. of a step back. So it kind of consistent with that, but um. It was just I just wouldn't ex- I wouldn't expect it to turn out as good because you know I was still yeah. worried about it because also... of the time considering <laughs> yeah. how much time had elapsed between the two between the second one and, and this one yeah right. I was with you yeah but they still got good on screen chemistry uh, even though it's not directed by Michael Bay the directors behind this tried to kind of tried to give you that that Bay feeling or try to keep in keep keep things yeah. in line with the first two movies as far as the action. Right. Um curious what they're gonna do with the fourth one or and if that'll be it. Because <laughs> you know they can chill for the shit. Yeah. Probably have uh, <laughs> probably have his son in it more. Yeah. Cause yeah, if you watch the the end of it you see it's kinda setting up for him to have a good a big part. But uh, my number one, um, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I know, right? Mostly because of Jim Carrey. <laughs> it was good seeing pretty much 90s Jim Carrey in this movie. It was just classic Jim. And the, and that they went back and redid Sonic's look. Yeah. And I just couldn't imagine watching that with the original look right. the whole time. But, yeah, it probably would have been on my other list. <laughs> 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 but um, 
But if they still had the same Jim Carrey, it probably still would have been enjoyable just for that, but not as much from watching like a, um, I guess a crack at it, heroin hedgehog right. running around. They look, they look horrible. But um, yeah. But um, at least they got it close to accurate. Sonic the Hedgehog. But uh, that rounds out my list. Okay, man. Well, mine's not actually. I have a list of movies, but I don't have them like ranked from my favorite to my least favorite. As far as like one through ten, I just have ten movies. Let's put it that way. Okay. Because it's for me, I don't. There's not any that I'm like I think should be number one. But I've got ten movies. <laughs> So, in a couple, and I've got explanations for some. Um, I guess since you went with your worst first, worst first, um, I'll go with mine as well. Um, because you brought up Fantasy Island, and I forgot I'd watched that too, or that uh, that had come out in 2020 as well. Um, I put that as my number ten for worst because yeah, yeah, because yeah, same reasons, you know. Number nine, one I discussed on the previous um, episode, Eva, because that was just a cliche waste of time. Um, number eight, Coffee and Kareem with uh, Ed Helms in the in the one kid. I still haven't watched that. <laughs> You're good. You're fine. Don't. <laughs> There's other things we can watch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, I remember not liking that one and wishing for something else as much as I like it helps. Um, number seven, I have Anna, which is another cliche younger girl assassin movie that didn't need to be made. Um, okay. That was part of like a Red Sparrow type of organization type thing. Yeah, it didn't need to be made. Anyways, number six, the rhythm section. With Blake Lively, the movie that was really bad. It had a few act, decent action scenes, but overall it was not good. Um, yeah. Number five, Dangerous Lies. The Netflix Netflix's Made for a Lifetime movie with the girl uh, Camila, can't think of her last name, from Riverdale that plays Veronica. Yeah. On Riverdale. That bad movie. Yeah. Okay. Number four, Gemini Man. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah. Damn right. That, did come, that, came out, that was this year? That came out this year? Yeah, like April, man. Oh, wow. March or April. Yeah. I mean, I know I've seen it, but. <laughs> oh, I know you can't. You saw it before me. This year. Yeah, you saw it before me. Dang. Um, and then one I rented. For like 99 cents, I don't think I ever talked about on on the pod because I was like, I don't even want to waste my time on this movie. Starring Jesse Eisenberg, a movie called Vivarium. I don't even want to waste my time talking about what it's about because it's just dopey. I saw what they were trying to do and it just didn't. It's like a really, really, really bad. If it's like the worst episode of the Twilight Zone, and then just picture. Picture a toddler just screeching for like two solid minutes in this movie. And that should be enough for anybody to be like, why am I watching this still? 
it's I bad. was gonna I was gonna watch it. Then my friend Derek said, "Hey, don't waste your time with that. It's bad." So I was like, "All right." I rarely get rec- I rarely get warnings like that. So I listen, and, and now yeah. I know. <laughs> I spent a dollar on it, and I almost wanted my dollar back. It was bad. It was so bad. Wow. And I didn't understand like half of it. Yeah. Number two, do little as well. Yeah. Grayson likes it, so we have it because I. It was one of those I bought at Redbox for like three dollars. You know, used. So that yeah. way she'd have something to watch in the van for like long road trips. So yeah, but I have my headphones, so I can listen. I can listen to something else. Move the speakers to the back to where I don't have to. Um, and then number one should be no, surprise to absolutely no one. This year's cats, artist Artemis Fowl. <laughs> the Disney Plus disaster that again also got pushed back twice. And then you wonder why it got made. Because it was terrible. God awful terrible. I do kind of want the kids to watch it. Because I want to see what they think. Okay. I want to know if York is bored in this movie. Okay. Like I need to know. Yeah. Your we review did. and a couple of. Okay. Yeah. No, no, you're good. <clears throat> um, your review and a couple that I watched of it. Was enough to say, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll just let that be where it's at. <laughs> yeah, just let it sit, man. Just let it sit. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't really, I didn't do dishonorable mentions, but um, I did. But yeah, it was, man. Uh, but to be honest, up until last week, I didn't even have. I only had eight worst movies yeah so to me that's actually really good and up until you mentioned fantasy island only had nine so the fact yeah. that it took me <clears throat> the fact that i had to try and find you know to somehow manage 10 is actually a good sign <laughs> so i mean that was kind of the easiest for me like every time i watched the bad movie i'm like yep i know where that's going yep and Nothing really like like the grudge. Nothing dethroned it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that was the easy part for me. But figuring out my best and favorite that was difficult. Right. That was hard. So, for the best, up until last week, I only had eight because I was standards. I was kind of holding them up kind of high. Um, I had nine until I thought of one earlier. And I only put it on there because it was one of the last movies um, Grace and I went to the theaters to go see. So kind of sentimental reasons I put it on there. So number 10, The Sound of Metal, which we will talk about with our guest uh, next on the next episode. Um, But it is absolutely phenomenal and everybody should watch it. Uh, Starring Riz Ahmed and uh, in a small role are... Guess next week, Michael Toe. And then um, number nine, the Social Dilemma documentary. Uh, the Netflix documentary talking about social media and how it's, you know, basically how it collects your data and all that fun stuff. And all the algorithms and the ways it tries to get you to come back onto your phone. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
which then inspired me to listen to two audiobooks, three, three audiobooks, um, basically on the same type type of thing. So yeah, it's created a new uh, interest for me to, you know, kind of delve into. So it fascinates me. Number eight would be the Sleepover, from uh, directed by our friend Tracy. Um, yeah, it's just fun to rewatch. Like it's it's such a fun, just a fun movie, fun family movie, fun movie to watch even when your family's not around. It's just a fun movie. I was yeah, I was so excited to watch it. I was so happy and so proud. So yeah, uh, number seven was Extraction because. Oh my God! It's, yeah, to still the best action movie. I mean, Tenet's amazing, but in a different kind of way. You know what I mean? Um, Tenet's action is amazing in a different kind of way because it's of what the action is. Extraction's action is amazing because of how it's shot. <laughs> I guess is a good way to put it. Like it puts you in the action, which that's you know so that's how they kind of differ anyways yeah absolutely you know one of my favorite action movies of the year hands down yeah uh number six i put mank on here because the film nerd in me really enjoyed watching fincher's new movie and even though the story is a little can be is not really what i wanted it to be it doesn't make it doesn't make it bad it just is what it is but the filmmaking in general was amazing and I just enjoyed watching it for that. Um, number five, totally under control. The documentary about the pandemic by Alex Gibney. Um, there's no way we're not going to do a best worst of 2020 and not have, and not have me put a documentary about what 2020 basically boiled down to. So, yeah. And it was amazing how they did it. The interviews, the, you know, the the information that was given. I mean, all around, just a great documentary. And very relevant. And probably the most relevant documentary of the year. Um, next to Social Dilemma. Um, number four, Lucky Grandma, of course. Um, with our past guest, uh, director Stacey Seeley. And, star- and also starring our future guest uh, michael toe and again just what a you know just what a gem i mean it's fun it's fun to watch it's got some good humor it's got some good action some amazing acting like it's just top to bottom like if this stuff doesn't if this movie doesn't get nominated does it get nominated for some award i'm going to be very upset this year (laughs) Because yeah. it is so it is so good. It is so good. Uh, number three, The Outpost. Um, directed by former guest um, Rod Lurie. And his outstanding directing action movie. Well, not action. War movie. His war movie that he did, um, The Battle of Camdish. And the outstanding acting by... Uh, Caleb Landry Jones in this and the rest of the cast as well and shot beautifully amazing action um, will keep you interested the entire movie because it is non-stop from the beginning to the end 
and the fact that it's based on a true story just you know is just makes it even that much more special um so yeah hats off to rod again for an outstanding outstanding film and uh number two no surprise tenant i've re i don't i've lost track how many times i've already watched that movie now didn't think it could be the movie i've rewatched most probably this year um but again outstanding christopher nolan i mean just uh, ridiculous yeah. how good he is and um and then number one i'd put on here because I, one i didn't have a number one <laughs> um but i put on here because it was the last movie grayson and i watched in a theater before the pandemic and that was onward the disney pixar movie yeah. which is just again so much fun grayson loved it and then when york got around to watching it, he really enjoyed it as well and i just you know it's it's a lot of fun and uh, i really enjoyed it. i enjoyed yeah, it more I, I enjoyed it more than i thought i would for sure i definitely enjoyed it more than i thought i would so, so that is my best of 2020 and then uh lastly my honorable mentions i've got probably more on them i probably have almost 10 honorable mentions mainly because uh i added some from that you had on your list um so i too <laughs> added Bad Boys for life because that is a lot of that one surprised me as well i was surprised how much i enjoyed that one um the invisible man as well because i made ruth watch it too and uh she didn't like it as much as we did, but that's all right. It's not really her kind of movie, but okay. Um, Antebellum, actually, I think <laughs> I think I liked it more than you did. Um, just everything about it, just like because again, not going going into it not knowing much about it, I think really helps you, really helps a person with this movie because yeah. it really makes you try and figure out what's going on while you're watching it. Because there's at least three or four different theories you can come up with as to what's going on. So that's pr- pretty cool. I like um, Kingdom of Silence, which is a documentary, another Alex Gibney documentary. Uh, I believe he produced this when he didn't direct it, um, but his Jigsaw Productions produced it. And it's about the murder of Jamal Khashoggi in, um, in Saudi Arabia. It is... It's kind of hard to watch just because it's so sad, and but it goes through like his early career and helping how he, you know, kind of started becoming a, you know, journalist reporting for the Washington Post across, you know, uh, over in Saudi Arabia and everything. It's fascinating and uh, tragic at the same time, but it's very well done and very informative, and I really enjoyed it. Um, the half of it with uh, the romantic the teen romantic comedy where the girl helps the guy try and it's on Netflix where the girl tries to help the guy uh, get a date with the girl that she's also in love with okay it's okay we're talking like in the spring this came out last year and I was really I really enjoyed it and uh, I need to go I'm thinking I'm gonna rewatch it too because it was so good and so cute and such a great romantic comedy um then uh yes god yes 
was another one that I really enjoyed that I was hoping we can get um, some guests on to talk about that uh, would be kind of in their wheelhouse, I guess. Um, still going to work on that one, maybe. Um, it was so good, so cute, and kind of made me remember my junior high, high school days. It was really weird. Um, Bluebird, the documentary about the Bluebird Cafe. Uh, I really ended up enjoying more than I thought it would. Um, just the stories that they told and the history behind it. Um, Palm Springs, I put on honorable mentions as well. Um, uh, Relic, the one where uh, the, basically the haunted house, the grandmother's like the Relic. I mean, it's the Relic. Anyways, um, the scary movie there that I really actually liked and didn't wasn't like not my kind of scary movie. No, I really enjoyed yeah. this one. Kind of, I'm kind of hoping it'll come on cable soon so I can rewatch it. <laughs> so really Still actually, on my list. <laughs> yeah, because I actually really liked it. Um, Athlete A, the uh, on Netflix, the documentary about about the Olympics coach that was uh, that was sexually assaulting the 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 uh, gymnast and that whole thing, um, and how hard it was to watch, but how amazing it was made like how well it was made um yeah and then the five bloods also honorable mention as well um i i really liked it but there's just some scenes i was like just seemed like it went on too too long they needed to chop 30 minutes or so out of that movie and i probably would have liked it a little bit more yeah but again strong performances as always in a Spike Lee movie. Strong performances. Um, you know, decent story. Um, great directing. Yeah. I mean, it's hard not to like it. Um, and then finally, uh, Memory, the Origins of Alien documentary that I just happened to come across on iTunes to rent one time and absolutely was fascinated by it and really enjoyed really enjoyed uh watching the making of basically making of and it was just fascinating i like i went back and bought it like i went back and purchased it because so yeah. i want to rewatch it once or twice you know and you know for as cheap as it was to buy you know i was like even if i watch it one more time i've already paid to <laughs> you know i already got my money out of it but i really enjoyed that and i kind of want to show it to york now that he's seen it um right. seen the original alien so, um, yeah, and that is my honorable mentions, and that All concludes right. our list: <clears throat> best and worst, dishonorable, honorable, and all, <laughs> and all in between. All of it. <laughs> yes. Uh, if you agree with us, let us know on our Facebook group page. If you think we're full of crap, and some of ours that are on the best should be on the worst or vice versa drop it you know let us know in the uh in our facebook group page or drop you know drop a note in the comments let us know we want to know yep. what you think um so as we do every well every year as we did last year and we're doing this year next year i can stay every year oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> right <laughs> you know i always want to give a shout out and a thanks to the people that 
took time out of their schedule, their day, their evening, you know, just life in general, especially life in the pandemic. Um, everybody's got a lot going on. Um, sometimes you don't feel like being social. And, you know, it's so coming on to a podcast such as ours to to then talk about movies or talk about what you have going on, you know, you know, that's special to us. I mean, that means a lot. Um, and we are, as I've always said, are very gracious for those that take time to do that. So we want to take a quick minute and thank, uh, thank our guests that joined us this year in 2012, um, that joined us for 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, I would like to thank Jocelyn Hebda, who has now got married since then. Uh, is now oh, Jocelyn Jackson. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> Thanking her for coming and joining us to talk more in depth about. Um... Oh, Lord, why am I drawing blank? This is what happens when we stay up late. Parasite. Thank you for joining us to talk about Parasite, doing a more in-depth talk about that, and her podcast, Doing Good. So thank you, Jocelyn, for joining us. Our first guest of 2020, I believe. And then, of course, um, for our Valentine's episode, thank you to comedian Laura House, who has become you know, a pretty good friend of mine now. Just keep messaging and checking in with each other uh, from time to time. So um, thank you, Laura, for coming and doing our valentine's day episode and uh and you know basically you know talking smack to me on air that was awesome um <laughs> what you're changing the rules what kind of sh- yeah. oh, I didn't that. <laughs> it was great getting the smackdown um next to uh fellow podcaster and background actor and teacher um chad Pitznick for Coming and talking to us about movie music music documentaries, and then also coming and talking about being a background actor as well. Um, so to Chad, thank you, buddy, and we'll have you on again soon. Um, we've already kind of talked about that. Him and I have already kind of talked about that, as he has uh, been shooting or has shot uh, some background acting work for season four of Stranger Things. So. That's awesome. And then to one of the directors I never thought I'd actually get around to being able to talk to, but I'm so I was so excited that I was able to. Um, director Rod Lurie for coming and talking to the outpost with me. That was dream come true type of things. So right. and and talking in the contender, still one of my favorite movies. Um so thank you again to him. And um, next to, uh, even though it took a couple of minutes to, or a couple of times to figure out um, our audio difficulties, thank you to director Stacey Seeley, director of Lucky Grandma, for coming on and talking to me about that movie and uh, everything about it. It was a pure joy to have you on. Then next, our returning guest, or I think still only returning guest, uh, director Trish C, who has also become a good friend of mine, um, for coming on and rejoining us and talking about Sleepover, 
uh, it was such a joy to have her back on. I was so happy. And, uh, and Patrick finally got to be here. Thank you again to Zach and Dustin of $2 Wait Fee for coming and joining us to talk Bill and Ted Face the Music and 80s movie soundtracks and all things in between. You guys have been awesome and uh, been great friends as well, um, staying in contact and everything. That was a fun time. We uh, can't wait to have you on whenever we finally get, whenever Maverick finally comes out, and uh, we can have you guys back on to talk about that. Yes. And then, uh, then of course, uh, having comedian Jackie Cation on to join us to talk about the old guard and comics and comic books and the ha-has, funnies. So, um, thank you, Jackie, for joining us again. Um, another person I was so excited for us to be able to get because um, I've always enjoyed her stand-up and uh, her being on the Comedy Filters podcast with those guys. Um, and then lastly, former Mayor Megan Berry for coming and joining me to help do uh, Academy Award nomination picks uh, for 2020 back in March, right before the pandemic. I guess February. Take it back. That was in February, yeah. right before the pandemic. So, uh, yeah, no, that was amazing. Um, another really special treat. And, uh, yeah, it's it's great because a lot of these people are still, um, you know, other aside from about two people on here, um, I still stay in contact with one way or another. So, um I love this is one of the reasons why I love this is that because if I didn't have podcasting, there's no way I'd be. I mean, I would have never met any of these people. So this has been amazing. Uh, Way to do that. And, uh, you know, uh, open invitation to everybody to come back always. You know, if you got a project to promote, yep, we'll have you on. And if you don't, we'll have you on. I mean, just whatever. <clears throat> we uh, we're always a bit. So I think that's it, man. And that concludes our best, worst, and our thank yous for twenty. <clears throat> Time to stack up for next year's best and worst. Yeah. Yes. I you know when I do my movie logs, I always if it's one that I really like, I put a star next to it. And sometimes I'll put how many stars to know how yeah. much I really liked it. You know, what movie more than others. I mean, I've started doing for worst a highlight. Like I'll hot actually a highlight if it comes out this year. Uh, mm-hmm. One color. I think I'm gonna probably highlight a different color if it's like I might start doing that. Start doing like a highlight type thing because I have yeah. multiple highlighters. Like you know, if it's if it's really good, it'd be one color. If it's really bad, it'd be another. If it came out this year. You know, it'll just be on yeah. the other side. <laughs> um, that way I can keep track of what came out, you know, what I've watched that came out this year and uh, what came out a different year. So, yeah. So I guess that's it. I guess we wrapping this one up. Put a bow on it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Tie the bow nice and tight. All today. All right. Yes, sir.
Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back uh, next week with our guest, actor Michael Toe. Yes, sir. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.